can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hannah, I thought we could do some empties today because mm-hmm. we both use a lot of products and I like doing this in person. It's yep. always fun. But first I wanted to do a little taste of the the game that we played last time. We're oh, in here. another just one. one. Just one. Okay. Because people seem to enjoy it yep. when we did that for the video. Yep. So what can I do for you? I'll close my eyes. Okay. Do it again. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good one. Okay. Oh, God. Why is this so funny? I don't know. <laughs> Something about it. Something about it gets me. I made my dad do it the other day and he was like, what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do one for you. Yeah, give me one. She takes this very All seriously. Right. That's over and done with. Let's okay. go empties. So a body wash that mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. fully empty. Mine's almost empty too. My boyfriend loves this. Mm, grapefruit. And I haven't repurchased it yet because mm-hmm. I have an Orbe one, which is going to be a product I know I needed mm-hmm. that I absolutely love. And whenever he uses it, Orbe smell is one of my favourite smells on yes. this earth. And when he uses that body wash, I'm just like, oh, my God, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't repurchased this yet, but I will. It's Jasmine honeysuckle and pink grapefruit it's the menensi body wash mm-hmm. i've been through three of these wow i really really love this body wash i also think the packaging's really nice Beautiful. it's just simple it's yeah, like agree. a frosted plastic thing with a white pump plain black writing it's just very simple gorge mm-hmm. it actually reminds me of Byredo packaging yeah so that's stunning finish that and then the other thing that i finished oh and i also have another one hang on i've left one in my bag oh pimple patches pimple patches yep I love pimple patches yep. for many reasons. Did you hold on to the- Yeah, I did. I just finished it yesterday, okay. so I thought I'll just bring that in as proof. <laughs> I love pimple patches mm. mainly because I'm a toucher. Because I'm not used to having a lot of blemishes, when I do have one, it's yep. a big one, and I can't stop touching it and I cannot leave it alone. Yeah. Pimple patches just create that barrier between you and being able to harass that Very pimple. true. They're just great for touches and pickers. Just whack one on at night and it usually reduces the inflammation overnight because most of them have a hydrocolloid component, which is used mm-hmm. in wound healing. That helps to speed up healing time of the blemish, reduce your chances of scarring, brings down the inflammation and redness. So I love a pimple patch. These are the Cosrx ones. And then finally, my sample of Viviology's niacinamide and HA serum. It was the sample. It was a sample. This went for about four months and I was using this on other people as well. Because it doesn't look like mine. It doesn't have the colour. No. So this was Uh, the sample. I received this just before launch. Mm -hmm. I love this. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite comparable to the ASAP Super B Complex in a way, but also a little bit different. So Love that one too. Mine's empty. I have another one in my cupboard, so I'm going to grab it. 
but this was, yeah, an excellent product. And I cannot believe how long it lasted me. And that's only a 30 mil. Yeah. I think because a little bit goes a long way. You only yeah. need maybe half One. a pump and you can yeah. cover your face. So, yes, I really do recommend this. But I it do is too. in different packaging if you are looking yes. for it on site. It has a little color. She got a special Joanna special I got a special serum. Joanna sample before yes. it launched. So I don't um, get that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Stains are gone. <laughs> Anna, what are your empties? You've got Gem logo there. Yes, I will talk about that. First is Ultraviolet, the Dream Screen. I have shade V5. That is empty. I wore that like I didn't wear much makeup overseas, but when I did, I always just slapped a bit of this on. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to wear it today, but I thought I'd go with something different with the glowish mm. today because actually this is really dewy yeah, and beautiful. Your skin looks so nice with it on. It's got SPF, but you still have to wear your SPF underneath. So that's the first one. Second one is it's probably my second, this is my second bottle mm. of the Tuscan Tan Self Tan Foam. We haven't spoken about fake tan in a while, but this is my favourite. And the reason I thought was because someone at work had said to me they couldn't find a good fake tan and I was like, oh, my God, it's streak-free, the colour's beautiful, like it doesn't transfer onto your clothes. Honestly, my favourite tan. I don't actually like to use other tans that much anymore. I just really, really like this one. Okay. And, you know. You found your one. That's fine. This is almost empty. I have unfortunately... My barrier is a bit angry at the moment. Sometimes it just happens, like I'm trying new products or I layer things and I just stuff it up and then I know that my, you know, I can feel Mm. it. I don't know, I get kind of the forehead gets quite rough or like the pores look bigger. Mm. Is that normal? Yeah. Why do my pores look bigger? I think just the inflammation. Right. Yeah, so I've definitely noticed that redness as well. I get texture. Yeah, and it won't like anytime I put something on or it kind of burns a little bit. Mm. So I have just pared back the skincare routine, hence why this is almost empty. It's La Roche-Posay Telerion Ultra Demolergio. So that is a, I don't know what it is. It's a serum for like sensitive skin. So it's really hydrating. It like calms inflammation, mm-hmm. I would say. Absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah. And then I just use actually over the top the La Roche-Posay Telerion cream mm-hmm. over the top. So just those two together. And that seems to, my skin can tolerate that. So I'm just letting it like relax for a couple of weeks. Yeah. No actives. Although I have been putting salicylic acid on my pimples. <laughs> That's okay. If just from treating, here yeah. down. If it's not in the area that's irritated, I yeah, think I'm just doing okay. it from here down. Yeah, actually, no. Last night I put it all over my face. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> square one. Then. I forgot about that. But the products that you're using are perfect. That Dermalergo is like number one sensitive skin product. Mm, really good. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. On today's episode, we are chatting to Amy about shaving your face aka dermaplaning. We're also sharing from our community on Facebook, what's the most expensive product in your skincare routine? And of course, the products we didn't know we needed. So today we have Amy joining us. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi team. How are we? We're good. So today you're here to join us to chat about shaving your face. Yes. <laughs> More specifically, because we recently started stocking a dermaplaning tool at a door. And you wrote an article on it. 
I've read I the did. article. I've seen the content. So can you tell us a little bit about it? It's funny because I've been waiting for us to stock a face shaver dermaplaner for about two and a half years because I originally covered this back when I was a beauty writer in media and I just remember it going completely off. Anything to do with facial hair, face shaving, the people just love it or they love mm, to hate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been waiting for a dermaplaner and as soon as we saw the kitsch ones drop on the website. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the content. So it's like a stainless steel blade for the people that don't know what a dermaplaning tool is. It's just like a steel blade on the end of like a plastic wand, kind of looks like a toothbrush, but with a blade on the end (laughs) instead of bristles. Look, some people when they shave their face, they do just reach for the old men's razor or, you know, Hopefully not the same one that you're shaving your legs and armpits or bikini line with. (laughs) Don't go putting that on your face. But a dermaplaner face shaver specifically is designed for use around the face. So as Jo just said, it literally looks a little bit like a toothbrush or even like a pen with a little tapered blade on the end made out of stainless steel. And it also has this, it's kind of one of those things you need to look at to get the picture, but the edge of the blade is a bit serrated. And then it has a, this one's actually the kitsch one is made out of recyclable mm-hmm. materials. So it's like a recyclable, you know, bamboo. So it looks like plastic, but it's been made out of, you know, everyday items that have been recycled. So we love a bit of eco-friendliness, but essentially this is the kind of tool that's specifically used for shaving areas on the face. So that includes your peach fuzz. Some people even use these razors to shave their eyebrows, your sideburns, any little mo that you might have going on. But yeah, I gave it a road test for Beauty IQ just because it's such a highly searched topic. People are searching how to shave face. Should I shave face? And will the hair grow back thicker is probably the biggest question. Yes. I don't think I told you guys this, but I was at a friend's house and she was like, I'm going to shave your face with my dermaplaner. Like she changed the, used a new, got a new blade and did it for me. It was amazing. I loved it. It felt like so smooth. Can you explain, Amy, the process of doing it yourself at home? Absolutely. I'm kind of like, that's either a really good friend or a not good friend who's like, hey, FYI, hun, I'm going to shave your face. She'd had a few drinks as well. So (laughs) I was like putting my life in danger, I think. She's like, I can see your peach fuzz just glistening in the the light. Let me get that for you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's super easy. Mm -hmm. And actually for anyone who might be worried about cutting themselves or any shaving nicks or anything, it's very hard to cut yourself with one of these dermaplaner razors because like I said, it's nothing like your shaver that you might use anywhere else on the body. The blade is like it's sharp, but you couldn't cut a bit of bread or anything with this kind of knife. It's designed to be user-friendly, but essentially a dermaplaning tool like this is to remove any, I guess, unwanted facial hair. Gotta say, everyone has peach fuzz. It's normal and you don't actually have to remove it. Just putting that out there. If you don't want to, you can definitely leave your facial hair alone if you like. If you do, this is one way that you can go about removing it or masking it. So how it works is you want to start with a cleansed skin, no makeup. I like to dermaplane out of the shower because the skin's just a little bit softer and the hair, the hair follicles and everything's just nice and warm and soft. 
And then you can start either with a very basic hydrating serum or even some people like to use a thin face oil just to like lube the skin up a little (laughs) bit. I actually like to germaplane just completely fresh skin just because there's like less between the skin and the blade and it's just a little bit easier for me. Mm. You want to take the blade and really pull the skin taut when you're germaplaning. And instead of working, I guess, I mean, I'm not sure how other people shave the legs, but when I do it, I'm kind of shaving in one kind of smooth, elegant, long motion, trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. not cut myself. With dermaplaning, you want to actually use really short, almost like feather-like strokes as Mm. if you were filling in your brows or something like that, but pulling the skin taut where you want to shave and working in downwards, short, feather-like motions. And what you'll see is on the blade, just a little bit of your peach fuzz, also perhaps dead skin cells, just a little bit of like surface gunk come off on the blade. And you want to make sure that you only do each area once. When I'm shaving, I'm typically, I go over an area maybe once, twice, a couple of times for no reason at all. But with dermaplaning, you want to just stick to, I guess, working quadrants of the face. Make sure you're not going over certain areas multiple times because that can cause skin irritation. You don't have to dermaplane or face shave the entire face. I particularly just like to do my little mo that my partner affectionately loves my little mo. <laughs> Sometimes he'll kind of twiddle it. Yeah, it's it's very cute. But I like to just do the areas where I do find I get peach fuzz, which is kind mm. of like this lower half of the face. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not a GP or a dermal therapist or anything like that. So I don't want to comment on, I guess, the causes of facial hair and things like that. But typically speaking, it's either genetics or hormonal. Some people find that they might different times in their life have more or less peach fuzz or facial hair. Anecdotally, like my mum going through menopause will say, oh yeah, I'm like a bit hairier than I used to be on the face. So yeah, that's kind of the ins and outs of how to shave your face. Well, I'd love to understand a bit more about your aftercare, Amy, because for me, this resurfacing treatment is too much for my sensitive skin. So for those with more sensitive skin, I would say this is one to avoid doing at home. If you want to try it, potentially get it done in a clinic, but maybe don't do this one at home. If you've got very robust skin like Hannah and you can just cop anything, (laughs) it's probably one that you can do quite easily with no irritation. So what did you use after the treatment to make sure that you didn't get any irritation and rehydrated your skin? If you're someone that gets skin treatments, it's kind of think of it as the same approach. You want to avoid actives. So after you've just manually removed the peach fuzz along with you know, the very surface top layer of the skin. Don't go slapping on your glycolic acid toner or your retinol. I kind of avoided actives for a couple of days after. I literally just used whatever hydrating serum I had handy. Mm-hmm. I think the new Cicaplast, La Roche-Posay Cicaplast serum would be an excellent one to use. That would be great. The Harder Labo Hyaluronic Acid. Yeah, exactly. Just something 
nice and basic, even just moisturizer. I think I just went straight to my CeraVe moisturizing lotion. And typically when you are using a dermaplaning tool, usually one of the main reasons people like to do it is to give makeup kind of a smooth application. Pretty much when I do it, and I will say I'm not a regular face shaver, mostly because I just can't be bothered. However, if I'm going to like a wedding in the summertime, or I know that I'm going to be having my photo taken and I'm going to be in light, that's just going Mm -hmm. to kind of highlight any peach fuzz. Then I might do it before that. And so I'm going to be popping my moisturizer on and then doing my makeup. And usually then I will add a hydrating primer and then go and do my makeup as usual. So obviously different skin types are going to react differently. Probably if you've never done face shaving at home before, don't do it the morning of your wedding for the first time. Yeah. And maybe do a test patch. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But yeah, it's relatively non-irritating. However, if you're someone that might usually react to say an at-home peel or if you're generally wary of exfoliation physical or chemical in general definitely do your test patch to touch on hairs for a second because i think that's an important thing to mention with this is that the hairs you're talking about amy the peach fuzz are called vallus hairs they're the very fine blonde hairs that glisten in the sun someone with a condition like polycystic ovaries who has more of a terminal hair so a really thick dark hair may not necessarily be dark but quite thick this treatment isn't going to be suitable for removing those hairs because they're much thicker they're harder to remove and it's going to be harder to glide the tool over the top of them so if you've just got the vallus hair you've got very fine thin hair on your face that you want to get rid of this is a good option but for those with thicker facial hair or they may not have polycystic ovaries they may just genetically have thicker hair on their face it may just be me yeah. <laughs> it might just be hannah's chin hair <laughs> those are thick then it's not the most appropriate thing to remove that hair amy most people ask about a hair growing back darker thicker or spikier what do you say to those people yes when we posted this article on our facebook page There's currently 192 comments Mm. on this post, some of which are just (laughs) like, I mean, if you want to feel really great about yourself, go and read Facebook comments. But a lot of them were (laughs) asking about does hair grow back thicker because that's one of the biggest misconceptions, I would say. And to Joe's point, when we're talking about these, what did you say? I wanted to say phallus. Vallus, V-E-L-L-U-S. Those hairs, they are super fine and fluffy. They're not going to grow back thicker or darker or coarser because if you think about it, we're only working on the surface of these hairs. Dermaplaning or at-home face shaving, it's not going to impact the actual hair follicle and the way that the hair grows. What you will find, because the skin does feel very touched for the first time almost when you face shave. Like I remember my upper lip, I was like, oh, like this feels, I haven't had this feeling before. It's so smooth. And then when the hair starts to grow back, yes, you are going to maybe feel a little bit of a prickle, but it's so fine because the actual hairs themselves are so fine. But any prickliness or spikiness or whatnot is actually just because when you shave the hair, you're giving that soft hair a blunt edge, I guess. So in the same way that the skin feels really smooth for the first time, the hair's been shaving off on like, you know, a right angle blunt edge. So when it grows back, yes, there will be that tiny bit of prickle, 
but it's absolutely not going to grow back thicker, darker or coarser. Just probably, you know, I don't know if you're worried about it. If you're seeing someone and you're like, oh, I don't want them to stroke my face. And it's the same as if you have a partner and you've shaved your legs and it's growing back and, you know, you go, maybe don't run your hand upwards. It's definitely not (laughs) as noticeable as when you shaved your legs and they're growing back spiky. It's, as you said, it's just the tiniest little prickle that you can feel if you're putting moisturizer on or something. You can kind of see that there's a textural difference. Yeah. And it probably only lasts for, you know, a couple days max. Mm. I would probably say this is like a monthly treatment. How often do you tend to do it? Whenever it comes to my mind, which is, yeah, as you say, (laughs) like monthly is even maybe a stretch for me. If you're the kind of person that loves having all the steps and I'm thinking too, you know, and I don't know if any, if you guys have watched Euphoria and Cassie has this like 4am 20 step skincare routine. Yeah. You're the kind of person that likes having all the steps or you're someone that wears makeup frequently and you really love that smooth finish, then you might work it into your yeah weekly, fortnightly, monthly routine. For me, it's just before an event. So if I'm, it's part of my event skin prep. So in the same way that I might be using, you know, my exfoliation a couple nights before or a sheet mask the morning before, I might do my dermaplaning maybe the night before or a couple of days before. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's definitely like a nice to have if you feel like you love the results, not a necessity in anyone's skincare routine. And there is obviously a risk of overexfoliation as well because it is a resurfacing treatment at the end of the day. So just be mindful of that too for anyone that is wanting to use a dermaplaning tool at home. Well, thanks, Amy, for joining us to chat all things dermaplaning. I'm sure we'll see you back here again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Hannah. So Amy actually was writing an article about the most expensive skincare products Mm -hmm. that you've ever purchased. She did a Beauty IQ article on it. We'll link it in the episode notes, but we're going to go through some of the Facebook comments because she put a thread on the Facebook group to ask our audience what their most expensive product was. And it's very interesting. And you know what? This actually really highlights for me when people ask me for budget recommendations my idea of a budget recommendation is very different to someone else's. Mm. So this will give you a really good idea of kind of where people's heads are at in terms of how much they spend on their skincare. And, you know, we all have different priorities with what we buy. So let's jump into this thread. One of the most popular ones, I'm sure it comes as no surprise to you. C.E. Ashley actually said, I noticed my skin looks brighter when using it. She also loves the Murad multivitamin oil. I think that one's a little bit pricey as well. So that falls into that category too. Grace also said, see, for all for the same reasons everyone else has mentioned. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yeah as well. Or any vitamin C from SkinCeuticals yeah. are like extremely expensive, but yeah. most people you speak to say it's worth it. Yeah, totally. Dermalogica Smart Response Serum. Oh! Which yes. we addressed that it was so very pricey good. for Dermalogica. But yes. um, Kylie said, love it and won't give it up. How but woof, it? expensive. It's 190 yeah. discounted on it's, the website. Oh, it's such a nice serum. The reason I think it's more expensive than your average serum is it's like an all-in-one serum. Yes, it is. It very much is a multi-purpose serum. I absolutely love it. But oh, yeah, the price it's expensive. It's amazing though. It, yeah. Like one of the best serums I've ever used. I love it. 
Shelly said the osmosis rescue and osmosis stem factor. Now, I have used osmosis rescue and can confirm it is worth the price tag. I think it's about 220 something dollars. But yeah. oh, so good for those who are prone to redness concerns mm-hmm. or any other kind of sensitivity conditions like myself. Mm-hmm. And the stem factor, I've heard amazing things about from Rach and James at James Vivian. Mm-hmm. So I'm very keen to try the stem factor, but again, very pricey. Shelly said that they are both amazing and have done wonders for her skin. So I'd trust her. The other one on here that's come up a few times is the Medicaid Crystal Retinol. Yes. It's pricey, but it's not like at that 200 mark. So the 10 strength is 164, but the three strength 92. So actually that is yeah. not too bad. It's not bad considering the strength of that product and the efficacy of that product. I would pay that happily great product aspect serums came up quite a lot the b and the c and the pigment punch came up quite a bit agree with that most people i speak to that love aspect just say like they just love it and they think it works so well and i agree with that lucy said the dermalogica biolumin c moisturizer that you kept recommending oh my god i didn't even know how much it is it's 91 92 dollars That's pricey for a moisturizer. She said this moisturizer is gold. It's gel formula makes it light enough for humid Queensland, yet hydrating enough with five types of hyaluronic acid. So it's amazing. Agree with that. She's definitely an advocate for that one. Murad Vita C Eyes, another product that I really like. Yep. (laughs) Olivia said it's so expensive that I haven't repurchased just yet, but I need to. Annie said the most expensive skincare product she's purchased is a Sulwasu Concentrated Ginseng Cream, which is $360. For 60 mil. For the larger size. She said it is divine. In fact, their entire ginseng line has done wonders for my skin. So that's what I'm currently using in my nighttime routine. And she's also using all of SkinCeuticals in her <laughs> in her routine. So I don't know what Annie does for a job, but... <laughs> I need to find out. I was actually looking on the website and they had someone, Coco gave it five stars and said, despite the hefty price tag, this moisturizer works really well on the driest of skin, especially aged skin. So there you go. Wow. The most expensive thing I think in my skincare routine is probably the Trophy Skin Rejuvalite MD oh, LED yeah. Light. Yep, yep, that's yep. 325 I think that's probably the most in my skincare routine at least. Like my most expensive item would have to be my Dyson Supersonic. Yeah. But Rachel also said that that was her most expensive item mm-hmm. and she doesn't have to purchase again. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good point. You're only going to buy it once. What's your most expensive product, Hannah? I definitely think the most expensive. I've had a few over the years. The PCA Skin Hyaluronic Acid Boosting Serum is $220. So that was probably – oh, and the other one was the Cosmetic Surge Hyaluronic Acid Booster, another booster, is $170. That was super expensive. Yeah, that's pricey for a HA. Yeah. That's a nice serum though. Oh, it's a good serum. The other, like obviously I love SkinCeuticals, so anything from the SkinCeuticals range 
range is mm. on the pricey end. I totally agree with everyone that mentioned Aspect, although Aspect is probably not at that super high end that some of those other brands are. I also really like, which is another one that I'm using right now that is more on the pricey side. It's the Medicaid Copper PCA Peptides. That's 158 So that's one that I'm using at the moment and I'm loving. Oh, and the last one is the Cosmetics Opti Crystal Liquid Crystal Eye Serum. That's a mouthful. That's $180 and that's like a very cult eye product. It looks, it's like rainbow colored. It really does work. I love that one. What about you? The SkinCeuticals Age Eye Complex or whatever it's called that I finished the sample of. A-G-E. Yeah. I haven't got a new one of that yet because I can't bring myself to purchase an eye serum when I've got 45 samples at home. But that is also a bit pricey. That's a very nice product though. While we're on the topic of eye products, Louisa said her most expensive eye product was the Neod Fractionated Eye Contour Concentrate. Remember we used to use that? ages ago. Mm, Loved that one. Love that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Bernadine said the Societe Intense Firming Complex. I don't know how much that one is. Price check on aisle three, Do please. How much it is? Societe <laughs> 220. Oh, okay. So Ooh. she's a pricey one too. Heaps of people saying Osmosis Rescue. You guys are welcome. Yeah. And a lot <laughs> of people saying the cosmetics right now. That came up like many times. Heaps of people saying the Medicaid retinol. And that's actually not even too bad. Like you can get that for under $100, so not too bad. I think the biggest repeat ones in here are Medicaid Crystal Retinol, Aspect Serums, SkinCeutical C Ferulic and Osmosis Rescue. I think they're the top ones in here. I actually am just reading this comment. Maybe we can finish on this. So funny. So Kim says SkinCeuticals Floritin CF. So that's basically the CE Ferulic for combination skin. It honestly transformed my skin. And then Amy wrote a comment, our beauty editor, so good you found your perfect C match. And then Kim wrote back and said, I got asked for ID at Dan Murphy's yesterday. I'm 41. Oh, wow. <laughs> There you go. That's amazing. Well, it doesn't mean that you need to spend a shitload on skincare. This is not the purpose of this segment. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to treat yourself. Maybe we should do another thread on the most affordable skincare product you've purchased. Yes, 100%. I love that. We'll see. But, you know, if you're going to outlay on skincare, at least you know these ones work. <laughs> now, I didn't want to bring in my product today oh. because... I didn't want it to get damaged in my bag. Okay. It's a delicate-ish product. Okay. My product I know I needed for today is the Black Blaze candle holders oh, okay. with the pillar candles. Yes. So I would have had to that wrap them sense. up. Yes. We'll put a photo in the video mm-hmm. for you. They sit on my bar cart at home mm-hmm. and I wasn't really sure when I bought them from the side, I wasn't really sure where I was going to put them. And so yeah. I kind of like played around, put them in other places and they just look best there. Yeah. The thing I love about them most is that I got the colour periwinkle in the, the column candle and it's just, I love that colour. Periwinkle. It's like that colour I had on my nails the other week. Oh, like a purple. Yeah, yep. it just looks so nice because I've got a bright print behind it. It just mm-hmm. looks so good. And the actual candle holders, they're just these little brass gold, like they're quite small, mm-hmm. but they feel expensive, yeah. which reflects the price because yeah. they're not cheap. They're okay. about 50 bucks each. It's um, not that but, expensive. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's how much I mean, brunch costs in Melbourne now. True that. <laughs> so I bought two of those and then you can get the candles in like a duo. Mm-hmm. So it could be cool to have two separate colours and mm-hmm. then like rotate them around. Or if you've got four, you could like 
I don't know, dress your table that way. But they're not scented candles. They're just mm-hmm. for look. You can obviously light them. I've left mine unlit because I don't want to burn them. Okay. <laughs> I should I? Should I burn them? Yes. Okay. Maybe I will. Why don't you cook your boyfriend a romantic dinner, get your candles Do you out. Me? <laughs> <laughs> right, you I don't ne- cook. You don't cook. You won't cook him a romantic dinner? No. I oh. cook very occasionally, but okay. I, I hate it. So I've been about. He can afterwards. cook you a romantic dinner, exactly, and I'll then you can light the candles. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. They're just stunning pieces. I love everything that Black Blaze does. They also have scented candles, but they've got like decorative stuff too. So yeah, yeah nice. that's my product for today that I didn't bring in. What you got for me? I have got the Medicate Press and Clear Exfoliate. Oh. You know how much I love salicylic I acid. This. So I did the Medicate Masterclass. And oh. I never received that. And I was after I did the masterclass, I'm like, oh my God, I need to try that product. Joe has got a bone to pick yeah. with Medicaid. Medicaid. <laughs> so it is an exfoliating 2% BHA toner. It is a gentle release salicylic acid. I actually have been using this one on my breakouts because it's like a gentler. Because mm. I was using like a serum with salicylic acid. This is like a gentler form. So what can I tell you about it? I'm going to tell you about the ingredients. But if you don't know, salicylic acid, is for like blemish prone skin. It reduces the appearance of your pimples. Mm -hmm. So I obviously, as you can see, who knows, the light's coming from up here. They might not be able to see (laughs) it. I can't see it. Your mind's covering it. Yeah. So I basically just broken out and I have been, I break out like it's just, I don't know. It happens every now and then. It's not all the time, but I do have breakouts and I really like that. I've become obsessed with salicylic acid. Mm, really obsessed. I love it. It's so I'm strong. I'm obsessed with it because I keep getting these yeah. big mamas on my But even line. not for pimples. Like ah, I think it's yeah. really good. I think it's really good for like brightening maybe. I don't know. Mm. I just think it's a really good acid and I love using it. So basically it offers a three-in-one blemish care. So you can actually use it before, during and after breakouts. It is gentle enough for daily use, Mm. which for me at the moment, because my barrier is a little bit impaired, but I've still got all these breakouts on my chin. It's gentle enough to use it. It's a toner. So I don't really use a toner, but an active toner to me is different. I'd say that's pretty much a version of like a liquid gold. Yes. So it's it's an exfoliating yeah. acid. I, yeah. It's an exfoliating solution, I suppose. I really like the – so you just like open it like that oh, and then press yeah. it down. Yeah, okay. I love, yeah, an easy, love, a, little I love pump, a little easy <laughs> pump. So let's talk about the ingredients. It's got 2% gradient release salicylic acid. So that's a BHA. It helps with dead skin cell buildup and things like excess sebum, dirt, bacteria, impurities, really good obviously for breakouts. Now we're getting on to an ingredient I don't know, alpha arbutin. Mm-hmm. So that helps to even out and brighten skin tone. That's probably good for like after the pimple exactly. has gone and you've got great post-inflammatory great for hyperpigmentation. Yep. It's got Australian kakadu plum. So that is naturally rich in vitamin C. So I'm assuming that will also help with mm-hmm. the hyperpigmentation. And blue cornflower extract a natural ingredient that helps tone skin and has a soothing effect. Mm. So that would also probably be while you've actually got the blemish. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the price point, $64. I feel like I would never even go through all of that though. Yeah, you only how, need a, how big is that? What is it? 150 mil. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good price. So I think that if you do suffer from breakouts and you want to use something like before, during, after or like mm-hmm. to help prevent 
but also after when you're trying to like fade any hyperpigmentation, yeah. I feel like this would be a really good product. And also because it's gentle enough to use every day, yeah. salicylic acid can be quite, yeah, that's probably why I've got an impaired barrier because I use it all the time. For those that find it a bit strong for them, I would say, yeah, go for something like that that yeah. is like a little a bit toner. gentler. Yeah. yeah. That's mine. So on TikTok the other day, I yep. saw this iPhone hack. We love an Apple hack. We do. This podcast. So I saw a TikTok the other day and I have been blown away by this feature. Mm-hmm. So you can take a photo of any plant and any animal. I don't know if there's anything else you can take photos of that it'll describe for you. Mm-hmm. But if you ever see a dog on the street that you're like, oh, that's a really cute dog. I wonder what type of dog that is. Or walk past a plant and you're like, I'd love to have that at my house. You can take a photo of it. Then you go to the information section uh-huh. down here on the photo. So you uh-huh. bring the photo up. You bring up the little eye. It's got look up and it says uh-huh. dog. You can click on dog oh. and it brings up. Oh. <laughs> bum, bum. Let's just act like that says. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there we okay. go. So you press look up dog and it brings up one Oh, my God. So it can tell you what the breed of that dog is just that from the photo. That is insane. Isn't it? Really crazy. You can do the same thing with plants. Wow. Which I thought was so good. As someone who loves plants, I sometimes I just see plants places. I'm like, I wonder what that is. I will never use that feature. I don't yeah. care about animals or plants. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what they are. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that's but technology is amazing, Joe. I feel like Apple have these features that none of us even know uh, about. Yeah. And so another feature that. that I don't use, but I mm. did have it on for a while, is you can turn on the back of the phone that you tap on the Apple yes. symbol, and it can do something. Yes. So you can do that, and it opens the camera. Or yeah. you like? Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Oh, it was really annoying me because I could accidentally tap it. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, to be honest, it's not the best hack. Yeah. But- <laughs> You can still use it. Yeah. Anyway, that's our Apple hacks done for today. If they would ever like to sponsor this podcast, we're open to it. And we'd also be open to free AirPods or the new iPhone. Yeah, that would be good. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.